Now, the Thánaiste told us earlier that the government will probably exceed its targets for 24,600 new houses this year. That's despite a slowdown in the number of new commencements. Inflation, a steep rise in the cost of materials and a skill shortage are all impacting building. Housing expert Rory Hearn says it's time for the establishment of a state home building agency to ramp up output. Cork developer Michael O'Flynn argues that the private sector has the skills and the experience, but it needs more zoned land and infrastructure. Both of them joined us earlier and I began by asking Rory Hearn why a state home building agency is needed and how it would work. Well, we have an emergency in terms of housing delivery and in particular social and affordable housing. We have schools that can't get teachers. We have a generation emigrating. We have unprecedented homeless uh, families and children. We need an emergency response. We need a response unlike anything we have seen in this country. The scale of housing need, I estimate that we need up to 40,000 social and affordable homes homes each year. The private sector, and in uh, Michael's article in The Examiner, he referred to developers as the private sector, but I talk about in my book and in my research, the private sector includes a much broader range of actors, in particular, investor funds, who I've been very, very critical yeah, of. Yeah, uh, we'll get on and, to that, but just but in terms of the state housing the, the agency, state housing, brief, briefly, how would it work and how would you divvy up, say, those 40,000 homes that you're talking about between that agency and between the private developers? Because obviously the state can't build all homes. No, and, and I I think it's very clear that we need a number of approaches. The state housing company would be one of those. The state, when we see what's happening in terms of construction workers, for example, are emigrating at the moment, we know that we need to attract more in. A state construction company would have the development procurement expertise. It would have the finance. We've gone six billion into a rainy day fund and it would employ construction workers to build homes because we have a major problem. Construction workers are not been employed directly. They're not going into the sector because they're worried about the boom-bust cycle. So you would have a guaranteed delivery, just like we have in health and housing. We don't allow uh, our education system, our health system to be reliant on the private market to be delivered. We have schools, hospitals. We need a public home-building agency that would guarantee that delivery. Okay, so Michael O'Flynn, a state-building agency that doesn't leave this vital work of putting roofs over people's heads to the vagaries of the private market. Good idea? No, it just sounds great maybe to say something like that, but there's no reality to it. I'm really surprised that Rory is still putting this out there. He talks about an emergency and a response. This is not going to be a response to an emergency. The emergency has is there for some time now, but to set up a state, comp- a state building company is quite extraordinary that this is still being suggested as a solution. This will exacerbate the situation. This will not help the situation. How so will it exacerbate the situation? Because it's going to take probably years for a state company to be established. Rory speaks like as if it's something you can turn on a tap tomorrow morning. Under no circumstances can that happen. The skill sets are there in the private sector. We need more collaboration with the private sector. We need more joined up approach between the public and private sectors. If we were to go down the road that he's just described there, like you've procured you have funding. 
How is that procurement situation going to change from what it currently is? Where is the finance going to come from? He talks about direct employees. Direct employees working for a state building company are just not going to happen. So if we're having a, a discussion here, and that's why I was keen to participate, we have to talk about what is reality rather than what is something that's ideological, but no prospect of it actually solving what he calls an emergency. I agree with him on that. I'm certainly agreeing with him on numbers. But let's be realistic, Carl. We have to find a solution to a situation where an awful lot of people in this country cannot own a home. And we are. he wants to put more and more into the public delivery side. That creates all kinds of problems, including the public funding of that. Okay, Rory O'Hearn, you're not being realistic here. You haven't costed or funded this and you're planning to to pinch all the highly skilled people from the private sector. No, and I think I want to be very clear about this. I have proposed this based on research, based on Helsinki, for example, in Finland, where they have a, a much better housing system. They have a state construction company there. We look at what has happened in Ireland over the past 20 years. We have a housing crisis we have in particular acute over the last 10 years and the private market and as I said that's really broad in terms of investor funds, landlords, landowners, vacant owners, owners of vacant and derelict properties has failed to deliver affordable homes. We need a new direction. But if he I says was, what you're proposing is unrealistic. Now, I, I for don't instance it, if you even just take the labour skill shortage that we're experiencing at the moment where would you get the, those people that you would hire for this state building agency that have to be permanent jobs, pensionable jobs with so so one of my students is an ex-construction worker, a young man who worked in construction for 10 years, got out of it when the crash happened and said, I will never go back into that. But if there was a state construction company, he would go back into it. If there was a permanent, pensionable, well-paid job, he would go back into it. There are tens of thousands of construction workers in this country who aren't currently employed in the construction industry. There are many more who live abroad. There are many more who are actually emigrating as well. The only way we will increase capacity in our construction sector is by giving construction workers, trades, professions, permanent jobs that guarantee that in boom or bust they will have employment because in boom or bust we need to guarantee provision of homes. Michael O'Flynn, uh, your response to that? Apparently plenty of construction workers not even working in the industry at the moment. Unfortunately a lot of people left the construction industry because of the difficulties in in the decade where, where we had the financial crisis and of course we had people who left during COVID because we shut down the house building industry and I can understand the frustration that time because we were the only country in Europe that did so. But Rory goes on about investor funds. Does he know between 2017 and 2019 20, without those investor funds, thousands of units would not have been built. They are now currently 99% occupied. So if they might complain about the cost of those but the tenants of those move from somewhere else and that and that freed up accommodation for people. So I, I just cannot understand why we criticise. Like, you take the FDI in this country. We, the IDA have done a fantastic job and they're a model agency in how to do business. But when it comes to financial investors from abroad, we seem to want to ridicule them and call them all kinds of names. And then to talk about costings for a second, Carl, I mean, there was an independent report done for Dublin City Council. I think the Ronan Lyons was involved and so was Sean O'Reardon, was an independent advisor. And he, he found that the cost of a unit 
direct by the, by Dublin City Council was between a hundred and 150,000 extra compared to the cost of part five, which is social housing, social and affordable and, through, and through the developer. That? Because you have procurement issues, you have the all the timing issues around the procurement. The, I'm aware and of schemes. these are all the things that you say that the private uh, developer can do that the state house building agency couldn't. Can I just bring you on to There's investments? There's no comparison, Carl, between the delivery programme for a private development compared to a publicly procured development. Right, so we're saying that the investor funds are needed. Michael O'Flynn, we're saying the investor funds are needed but at the same time a third of Irish homes financed are purchased by international investment groups which means less available for people here who want to own their own homes. Good it, it, it seems like a bit of a warped system, doesn't it? No, that's a good question. With the exception of one or two small portions of housing estates, most of what the, what the institutional investor funds invested in would not have happened without their money because of the costs involved and the yields they were able to work Yeah, to. but they're there now and they're expensive. People but, can rent apartments and they're mainly apartments, but, but, they, but they can never buy their own home because they're but, paying out so much to these investor funds to get their money back on it. Well, well, that's a different point. I mean, the reality is they're there and it's wonderful that we have them. But to suggest that they are keeping people, we haven't dealt with the housing cost issues. And there are many cost issues. We, we have a situation in, in this country where we haven't properly invested in infrastructure. We have a land cost that's out of proportion with the overall cost of a house. If it's not viable, it's not affordable. OK, land prices, Rory O'Hearn, you recently wrote that, that land was being hoarded and you said that hoarding land was akin to hoarding food during the famine. What did you mean? Do you mean by developers, by the government, by who? By developers and the government. And to be very clear, just to come back very briefly to the investor funds, investor funds are in here to try and maximise their return just as developers are from tenants, from homeowners. The private market is about profit. That's what it is about fundamentally. If we look at, for example, a large developer in Ireland last year Year, sold 1,500 homes. They, they made 100 million profit, 100 million that went back to international shareholders funds. That was 66,000 per home. The private market is based on maximising what it can make from housing as a commodity, commodity, not the provision of homes. And my argument is with government, that government has left the housing provision of housing up to the market, which is, as I said, about maximising profit and it will leave land vacant. For example, we have 88,000 units units with planning permission currently not being built on. No no obstruction of um, planning or any of that there. We also have 166,000 vacant homes. That is part of the private market. There is this hoarding of property and land going on. And what I think is let that... Me, let me we, get to Michael O'Flynn to respond to that. Michael O'Flynn, can you respond to that? You're hoarding land. I want to respond because it's complete nonsense. That's why I want to respond. Do there you dispute no the figure that there was 100 million made return to shareholders by a developer last year? Well, it's a pity when you're giving trying out numbers like that, Rory, that you don't throw out the percentage profit. There are two public companies in this country and their public profit and their profits are public material. And that is between five and ten percent, whatever way you want to look at both of them and analyze them. So you're talking you're trying out a number there that sounds extraordinary. It's not extraordinary. So what is the average margin, Michael O'Flynn? And what are we looking at? At this moment in time it's less than ten percent. 
it's, it's, it should be closer to 15 for developers to be able to viably fund. And we are talking about a situation here as if developers are on super profits. Listen, the costs have gone up. I, I don't have to tell you, concrete, blocks, steel, you know, concrete blocks, aggregates gone up What impact is that having on building and prices it, at the moment? Has, what do you foresee? It has a huge impact because what's actually happened is that developer margins have gone to a level that are unsustainable sustainable. And at the same time, we have somebody talking about a state company where we don't take into account all the costs. We cherry pick the costs. And that report I referred to a moment ago is an independent report. And I find it quite extraordinary to be talking about profit and trying out a number without actually talking about a percentage profit and without properly analysing the accounts that is being referred to. Can I tell you, we're not hoarding land as a company. I don't know any developer that's hoarding land. I'll tell you why land isn't being built on Rory in case you don't understand it. It's a thing called viability. And if something isn't viable, no company can go and produce something that, that is loss-making. So and what I you need accept, is infrastructure and, and you need well, planning. Rory Hearn, so, so more cooperation from the government to help the private developers do what they need to do to produce the houses. That appears to be the bottom line here. Well, I think the problem that we have got ourselves into as a country is that we are dependent on private developers and the private market and private investors uh, to and provide housing. And what's wrong housing. with that? The problem well, we've, is... We've had We've the market, had that argument, in fairness. Had, yes. we're, we're finished with po- that argument and we is, understand you disagree. But yeah, what, my what, point what is, solution what is needed, could we bring to if, this? If I was Minister for Housing, what I would be doing is I would be convening an emergency summit of both the public sector and the private sector, the not-for-profits, the housing associations, and I would be taking them in and saying, we need a wartime response. Just like during COVID, when the private hospitals were brought into the public health system for a period of time, I would be saying to private developers, you now need to show us what do you have, what is planned and we need to take the capacity that is in the private system and put it to building homes for people. You agree, Michael Uffin? Uh, Carol, I have suggested over and over that we can have an open book system in the private sector if we need to. So let's take the mystery away because this mystery is what people like Rory and others on that side of the thinking are feeding on. Has, has he done a financial appraisal on some of the planning commissions he's talking about? If he did, he'd, he'd discover a minus situation. And to be fair to the government, they have come up with Creek Corner, they have come up with, you know, Project Tussic, they have come up with shared ownership. So there are attempts being made, but it's not helpful, Carl, when we have this complete false narrative around a public company that will not help but make the situation worse. Okay, the, private have sector, to the private sector are willing and ready to participate and collaborate. It's collaboration we need in this country. And that was Cork property developer Michael O'Flynn there.